Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Teen Titans Go! to the movies in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Before uh, we get into the review proper for today's episode, um, I've been a little remiss and behind in catching up on all my statistics from the movies I saw while I was on vacation and and after, uh, as well as some other stuff that really needed to be, um, uh, you know, brought up on the episode, and that includes uh, a new Patreon subscriber. So I really want to thank that person and make sure that I fulfill the um, rewards that the, they are deserving of. So, um, let me let me figure out how much what I can what I'm looking at, what I'm looking at here. Um, so, uh, this, this new person has decided to subscribe at the $5 level, and as such, that is the Sarabi level, uh, for those of you in the know with Lion King. Uh, so, obviously, my undying thanks uh, to anyone who puts, it, it doesn't even have to be Patreon subscriptions, but just the listeners, I, I thank you so much, and for people who deign to subscribe on the Patreon, even more, more thanks that I, as, as much as I'm capable of, honestly, um, uh, at the, uh, they also, uh, my personal thanks on the next episode recorded after the pledge, that didn't exactly happen, uh, because of, like I said, the vacation and everything kind of being in flux and all that, but I am getting it out there and getting it done as soon as was most convenient and possible, um, uh, the next two things uh, that you get at that level are currently basically nothing, but potentially things in the future, uh, which are um, one behind-the-scenes content, which I don't really have that right now. I'm not sure what that would be, so I'm still working that out. But I left it on there just because it could be could be a thing in the future. And uh, the other thing is uh, monthly commentary polls, which that goal is an overall goal that has not been met yet, um, but when it does happen, uh, you'll be able to vote in it. And lastly, uh, perhaps the most important of the tiers, or of the goals at this level, um, being able to record uh, the intro or outro for a bunch of episodes in the future. Uh, That I am working on, figuring out with uh, this new Patreon whose name, I don't know, is it worth saying the name? Um, Let me find the email, because I don't know why I can't find it on Patreon. Um, But I just want to thank, by name, Megan, who you probably already heard on her episode of Top 10 Movies. Anyway, uh, I'm talking with her about figuring out how to use her with the intro outro for so many episodes and um that may happen in the next couple of weeks so be on the lookout for that uh thank i want to thank megan again so so much um 
And if anyone else would like to support the show for as little as eight cents an episode, you can do so on patreon.com slash circle of film. And that's that. Uh, moving on. Um, today's episode is going to be about Teen Titans Go! Exclamation point to the movies. It is a new animated film from Warner Brothers and DC Comics, kind of, that um, just came out this weekend, and I went and saw it Thursday night, preview night, and I'm very, very excited about talking th- about this movie. Uh, there's a lot of spoilery stuff about this movie that I want to talk about. I don't know how much of that I will end up talking about, though, uh, because I do also want people to go see it. So um, let's just kind of start out in, in vague sen- a vague sense and see, see where this takes us. So Teen Titans Go! to the movies is very much, I would easily, definitely describe this as like some sort of Lego Batman Deadpool hybrid because it is very meta, especially with its humor, but just the movie itself is very meta because the plot is basically the Teen Titans want to make a movie about themselves. Or more specifically, Robin wants a movie about themselves, about himself. And in the movie, very early on, uh, they are confronted by members of the Justice League, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, who tell them that you know, they don't have a movie, and therefore are not legitimate superheroes, and they are criticized for being childish, which they are, and sidekicks, which they aren't really, but they don't have a movie about themselves, and so they need that. <laughs> they need that one way or the other, because it's it's all that matters uh, in, in the great grand scheme of things. So, uh, that's kind of the, the hitch of the movie, is, is Robin... And to a lesser degree, the rest of the Teen Titans, mostly supporting Robin in his dream of having a movie about himself. And that's kind of what we're aiming toward. And uh, along the way, we encounter a few obstacles, uh, both in just the world, as well as trying to get this movie made. Because um, if you are a superhero, part of that means having a really cool arch nemesis like the Joker or Lex Luthor Uh, and Robin doesn't really have that at the start of this movie and so part of the movie revolves around him discovering who his arch nemesis is Uh, the other aspect is um, you know it's it's he's not really a superhero as many people tell him throughout this movie and he has to in one, one way or the other make himself into a superhero, and that <laughs> involves a couple of a couple of different avenues, which uh, I, I love. I think there's one brilliant sequence where, um, let's see, how do I how do I describe this without spoiling it? Um, maybe I can't. I don't know. There's a sequence where involving time travel, and I think that is hilarious. One of the best scenes and sequences in the movie. Uh, so, the the with with the whole crux of this movie being trying to make a movie about these people, which are already, who are already in a movie that we're watching, you know, you have that meta contextual thing, and and it's really 
satirizing the entire industry of superhero movies, right? So you have all these movies now, five, seven, ten a year about Batman, about Superman, about Marvel movies and and, uh, Spider-Man and X-Men, all of that stuff. All that stuff. And it's, you know, how many times have you seen articles and puff pieces about superhero fatigue? And it doesn't seem like it's happening. Infinity War just broke the opening world rec- uh, opening weekend record. Uh, Black Panther near has very very nearly made seven hundred million dollars in this country. Um, you know, uh, Deadpool two made a ton of money. Ant Man and the Wasp is making quite a bit of money as well. So there's no fatigue. There there's none. It's not there. And uh, this and Teen Titans go to the movies emphasizes that by like it it feels like in this movie the superheroes don't even fight villains and stop bad guys anymore they just make movies and to a certain degree that's not terribly inaccurate and i i love how this movie approaches that from a very childlike point of view because it's very easy to, you know, so many people who talk about superhero movies and the MCU and the DCEU and everything in between with this perspective of, um, you know, these are all PG-13 movies, at least, uh, you know, Logan and Deadpool being R, and that's kind of, um, you know, like that, that, that can, as much as kids go to see PG-13 movies, and especially Marvel movies, which are um, geared enough toward kids, they they don't have, there's nothing for that younger generation. And so I, I love how this movie provides them that. You know, it's only rated PG. It's a very, very uh, PG-13 PG movie. But it is PG, and it is aimed at younger kids, uh, kind of like a Spider-Man, almost. A little younger than Spider-Man. But like Pixar and Disney generally are capable of, um, it still has plenty of stuff for the older generations and and teenagers and and young adults and and adults as well, which is great and and very appreciative because, you know, the the fact is, like, the Teen Titans began in the early 2000s, over almost 15 years ago, I think, and... The people who watch that, they're in their 20s. I watched the original Teen Titans series. I haven't seen a single episode of Teen Titans Go. And I think this movie, despite being Teen Titans Go and being a much more recent series than I've seen, uh, does kind of owe itself to the original Teen Titans show. And, And by allowing itself to reference Guardians of the Galaxy in its movie, or allowing itself to to poke fun at Deadpool and, and things like that, it gives itself that extra reach, that extra breadth of connecting with the older audiences. And you don't have to have seen all the superhero movies to, to get a lot out of this movie, but each additional one you have seen will definitely improve your, your experience watching Teen Titans Go!, there are so many references, so many jokes, uh, constantly. Um, you know, poking fun at Batman v Superman, poking fun at um, 
MCU and and Stan Lee and uh, just just everything everything is lampooned and skewered throughout the film and it's it's fantastic it's fantastic uh, I think I, I described it as like the most fun I've had at a movie this year I stick by that I you know it's not the best movie I've seen by far but it is certainly one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had at the theater. Uh, there were about 25 people in the in the theater with me, uh, including me, and a couple of kids, a couple of teens, people, plenty of people older than I was, and uh, it was just like everyone was excited, everyone was laughing, everyone was into it. You know, even though the songs are incredibly childish, even though the characters can be incredibly childish, it's still a lot of fun. It's it's invigorating and and ebullient and and just very very exciting to see uh that being said um there are songs in this movie it is kind of a musical and that is i don't know i don't know how there's a couple that i like but some of them are a little grating and kind of like they're just gonna spend two minutes doing this i don't know about that um but it's it's still it's it's never so cringeworthy or so childish that it takes you out of the movie or makes you feel like you're not watching the same thing you know it, it's it's i don't know it, it just it it fits it fits the theme it fits the the style it it makes sense with what the movie is going for and I think it all kind of comes together in this brilliant little satire of superhero movies. And I don't know. I don't know. I liked it. It's really good. I really liked it. So I gave this movie a 67, uh, which puts it on par with Bao, the short film in front of Incredibles 2. Um puts it one point behind Hereditary from this year, one point ahead of The Director and the Jedi from this year. So I was pretty thumbs up on this movie. I'm very much a fan. Uh, it features the voice talents of, I presume, all the original voice actors for the show, uh, including Tara Strong, and uh, as well as Will Arnett as Slade and Kristen Bell uh, as... Uh, the director of all the superhero movies she plays, which is fun and great. And, um, you know, you've got uh, James Corden as Balloon Man, who appears early in the movie. You've got Nicolas Cage as Superman. Jimmy Kimmel voices Batman. Um, you have Will Wheaton as Flash. Patton Oswalt as Adam. Uh... And uh, it's just a, it's a really strong voice cast. Um, you know, outside of the Teen Titans and Slade and uh, Kristen Bell's the direct the, as the director, uh, as the filmmaker rather, most of the rest of the cast doesn't get a lot to do. Uh, but they're not supposed to. You know, they just kind of operate in the background and um, you know support what the Teen Titans movie is about. And I think, I don't know, I had, I had a great time with it. So before we get into any additional stuff, any spoilers, blah, 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 
uh, I just, I just want to say go see it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's incredibly short. There's a short film in front of it. And uh, one thing, one thing, though, that I have to mention and bring up, and this is something that's occurred since the first Teen Titans episode, if I do remember correctly, uh, is um, this is... This, this world takes many liberties uh, with a lot of different things. Uh, and one that I personally have no issue with, but that was brought to my attention by a friend, it is the, um, the mask that Robin wears. So if you've seen the image, if you've seen the picture, his, his face, um, it's basically just an eye mask. You know, it doesn't wrap around his head. It's not glasses. It's just like an eye mask. You've seen them. And it has black trim around the outside, and the inside is just white. Just all white. There's no pupils that you can see, uh, nothing like that. So it was, <laughs> the question was posed, how does he see? Because the mask from the outside looks opaque. And the question is... Uh, <laughs> see, for me, I don't have an issue with this, but I think it's worth bringing up because the mask changes size as he talks and as his brows move, and that kind of makes sense, um, although there are definitely instances where the shape really just gets way too absurd uh, to make sense for what it is supposed to be. My explanation and how this makes sense to me is one, this is an animated kids show about superheroes, so you have other characters in the Teen Titans who can uh, create portals into other dimensions, transform themselves into any animal ever existing, uh, shoot green, uh, green fire out of their hands, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, all that seems perfectly ridiculous and out of the norm and supernatural. So I don't know, I don't think that an eye mask not showing your pupils uh, is, is really the same thing, or, or rather is any different, at least, or worth noticing. But that aside, um, if it is, you know, it could totally be tech, like Batman tech or something that Robin has, which allows him to mask his eyes like sunglasses can do. Um... Or it's like a, you know, like a like a two-way mirror, but on your eyes. I don't know. It was brought up to me. I think it's silly, but I felt worth um, bringing up because it is silly. Anyway, uh, that's Teen Titans Go to the Movies without any spoilers. Um, let's do some spoilers, though. Spoilers, starting now. Any path. So many worth exploring Just one would be so boring And look what you're ignoring Okay, my favorite... So the time travel thing that I mentioned before, I really want to talk about that. So, uh, Jade Wilson, who is the uh, filmmaker, um, cleverly named, is uh, tells... Robin, that the only way she might ever make a movie about him is if he were the last superhero on Earth. And so the Teen Titans travel back in time on bikes and rewrite history so that 
uh, Superman is never created and never sent away from his planet. By saving Krypton, uh, they go to Aquaman. They drop um, one of those soda can uh, plastic ring thingies that get that like dolphins and fish get stuck in. They drop that into the ocean, and Aqu baby Aquaman gets stuck in it, so he disappears. They go to Wonder Woman, and they steal her lasso of truth, so she never becomes a superhero. And then they go to Batman and his parents, about to walk down the back alley after the theater, and they direct them instead to a happy back alley where everyone is nice, and then there's no Batman. So they come back to the future, and everything's in disarray, because all the superheroes are gone, but all the supervillains still exist. And so, clearly a little bit of a misstep. Who would have thought that taking away superheroes from the timeline would be a bad thing? Enter the best sequence of my favorite sequence of the movie as the Teen Titans return to the past on their time travel bikes. <laughs> they redestroy Krypton and set it to explode. They, um, which is amazing. Uh, they save Aqu baby Aquaman and cut the thing, cut him out of the plastic. They give the lasso of truth back to Wonder Woman and play and jump rope with it. But then they go to Batman and his parents. They push them down the back alley after putting a, a string of pearls around his Martha's neck. <laughs> and like, they, they just intentionally kill these people. It, it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, intentionally. But, like, it's super dark for a kid's movie. Uh, and, in my opinion, the best Batman parents scene I've ever seen. I think it's hilarious. Um, the movie also lampoons so many things. Uh, you know, <laughs> they show a mock-up scene of Batman v Superman being filmed. With Batman saying, what's your mother's name? And then they, like, bond over it. And then... Which is great already. That would have been enough. And then they're like happy. They're enjoying each other. They're friends. And then he backs away and he's like, what's your father's name? And they have different father names. And so <laughs> they're fighting again, which I love. I think it's so good. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's the Stan Lee cameo is great. I didn't even think it was going to be. I, I assumed there'd be a Stan Lee visually, visual cameo in the movie. I didn't expect to hear his actual voice. And he makes a cameo, uh, very obviously, and even references that it's a cameo, until he is told that this is a DC movie, not Marvel. And then later in the movie, he returns to talk about, to, to say how much he just loves cameos and can't avoid them, no matter whose franchise uh, the movie takes place in, which I love. It's great. It's so great. Um, Michael Bolton singing... Uh, Oh, what's the name of the song that he sings? I don't remember. I don't know. He, Michael Bolton sings a song in the movie about making people feel better. Uh, I can't remember the exact title. And ultimately gets run over at the end and, like, killed. Which, again, is super PG-13 in a PG movie. Uh, the movie ends uh, with Robin giving this speech... And everybody's happy, the credits start to roll, and then everything, and Robin, like, freaks out, and he's like, no, no, wait, 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 I want to talk about the themes of the movie, and, like, give the kids something to talk with their parents about on the ride home, 
and everybody's like, no, 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 the credits, just let the credits roll, this is a perfect ending, the movie's good, and Robin ends the movie jumping at the camera, holding onto it, and screaming for the kids to ask their parents where, uh, I think he phrases it, asks them, like, to say, ask where babies come from, um, or, or, like, asking about the birds and the bees or something like that. I think it's where babies come from. And, which is amazing. I love that. And if that was the end, that'd be great. Um, but then there's a mid credit scene of the Teen Titans from the original series tell, distorting the camera and coming back and telling everyone that they found a way back, which is amazing. Um, I would love to see more of the original Teen Titans series. And I think that that is the most excited, that the thing that's gotten a lot of fans a lot really excited and, and kind of drawing them to this movie because, I mean, that, that original series is very beloved and uh, just just very much, especially when, like, when I was that age, every, so many of my friends were super into it and it was so much fun and I, I would love to see more from that. And then in the post-credits scene, the Challengers of the Unknown, uh, who I don't, have any idea who they are but um the challenge of the unknown are this quartet of sci-fi heroes um who uh don't really they all dress in this kind of like maroon outfit and they aren't exactly big names in dc comics but they are sort of shown in the early part of the movie as being on the list and the Teen Titans are not on the list which sparks uh, a great I don't know it's just a great great jokes about unknown is in the title of is in their name like how are they known and the Teen Titans aren't I love it anyway they end up being transported into a portal by Raven uh, so that the Teen Titans can take their seats uh, to watch the at this movie premiere and so a couple of times throughout the film, we will see them in this Phantom Zone area. And the end credits scene cuts to them. And they're still trapped in this portal. And their leader explains how they've missed the movie. I, I, I just, the challenge of the unknown, what a great, great reference that this movie shows. Like, it goes above and beyond it, anything it, that was necessary. You know, like, little kids didn't need 50% of the references this movie makes. But, like, the fact that it does go this extra step and, and really, you know, gives itself this room to breathe and this room to uh, just ex expand and expl uh, uh, explore uh, all these different aspects of comic book movies and DC and the Teen Titans, I, I think it's great. There's a running gag of Robin having baby hands, which maybe that's a thing in the Teen Titans Go show. I don't remember that ever coming up in the original Teen Titans, um, but it does have a payoff at the end, as it would. Uh, Robin uh, has uh, develops his own catchphrase, which I assume isn't in the Teen Titans Go show, which... I believe it was crack an egg on it. Kaka! And like that's his that's his catchphrase, which is terrible. It's an awful catchphrase. But it's great. Like he's so into it and so so perfect. I don't know. It's just a really good movie, guys. It's really fun.
it's not I don't know, I just really liked it. I'm a fan. I support this movie. I support seeing this movie. Um, obviously, Slade and Jade are the same person, which is great because it's a guy who wears a mask wearing another mask of Jade, which I think is amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I thought the voice, voice actors were all great. Will Arnett playing Slade after already playing Batman is interesting in the Lego Batman movie. Uh... There's something there that is worth unpacking, but I don't know what it is. Um, let me see. I, I'm disappointed that the non-Robin characters in Teen Titans didn't really get enough to do. Uh, the best scene without Robin in it is definitely Raven, Beast Boy, Starfire, and Cyborg taking down Superman and finding the Doomsday Machine. Like, they easily dispatch of Superman in a fight easily and it just it's just it's just crazy how easy it was and i love it and it's just great it's just great i was just very very happy by this movie it was better than it has any right to be and uh yeah i'd love to see more i don't know how much more they have they could do um i would love to see the original teen titans in a movie as well but yeah, this was a lot of fun. I had a lot of, I had a really good time with this, and uh, I hope it does well. I really do, for multiple reasons. So, uh, Teen Titans Go to the movies. I gave it a 67. It currently ranks as my 18th best movie of the year, and I recommend it if you haven't seen it yet or want to see it again. Do that. Cool. Uh, Teen Titans Go! The Movies, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, I appreciate it. I really do. And I thank you for listening and hope you listen to others. If you want to find more episodes, you can go to circleoffilm.com to find old episodes as well as plenty of other information and statistics and stuff like that. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter at circleoffilm or through email circleoffilm at gmail.com. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, if you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as eight cents an episode, and uh, you'll get some some nice perks, perks, perks. Thank you again, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.